Hi, I'm Sammy, and we are the Crystal Gems. My name is Caleb, and we're going to go gay in so many directions. I'm Cordell, and it's time for us all to get locked in the Nicholas Cage. And welcome to Junk House. It's a Welcome back to Junk House, where we didn't have to re-record that entire opening thing because I messed up. This is episode three of Pride Month. Woo! Pride, Pride, Pride! Pew, 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 pew. We're gay. Yep. This is a gay podcast. <laughs> this yeah, is a this very is my gay, gay month. Podcast. This yeah. is my gay month. This is a, this is gay month. Everybody is gay. You don't get a choice in it. (laughs) You don't get a choice. It's just it's just like the Republicans feared. You don't get a choice in your sexuality anymore. Not during Pride. I've been reading the gay agenda though, like you know, the informational pamphlet. Mm, Yeah. Do we have to meet every every Sunday? Because I do still I I I play D and D with my friends. Um. So that's actually exempted because D and D is a very gay activity. Gotcha, like it's gotcha, a very gotcha. LGBTQ heavy activity, so that is an exempted thing. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you know what else is really gay? Porn. True, gay porn. Yeah, gay porn is very gay. Other things, other things. No. <laughs> um, so, Adventure Time. Adventure Time? And speaking oh, of the adventure- Crystal Gems! Oh, I, I, I ruined your transition. And speaking of Adventure Time, you know who worked on Adventure Time? Rebecca Sugar. Rebecca Sugar. Rebecca Sugar. That was that was gonna be my segue. <laughs> That's fine. I'm so sorry. I got excited because I actually realized what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm now googling. Is that her real name? I believe so. That's my, her I, real name. I, I wish my name was Rebecca Sugar. Um, but last week I just talked about healing healing crystals in general. And I think I even said, we even said in that episode where I was like, uh, my next topic is going to be the, the Crystal Gems, Steven Universe. So I, I, I stuck to my promise. This one's about crystals. Gemming it up. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's, if you don't know, Steven Universe, Steven Universe is about these like aliens that come to Earth. Uh, also, this half-human, half-gem, Steven. They're rocks. They're rocks. They rock. They do, they do rock. Um, but it's very gay. It's very... Uh, like, all of the characters don't... All of the gems don't have a gender. They are... On the interweb, when I was doing research today, it was said that they are all technically non-binary women. Um, the same as Rebecca Sugar, who is non-binary. Um, but it's just a really good show. It's just a really good show. It is really good. Uh, um, if you, I have, I have another quiz because we did the quiz for which gem they are, but now we're gonna do which gem they are. Ah, but in a, I but like in a, that. but different. And That's good stuff. Since this, this one is a little good. bit long, I'll have you guys do it in the background. I'll explain what my answer was, 
And then I'm just going to read some fun facts because I don't want you guys having to read every question. It's a, it's, it's a little bit longer than a BuzzFeed quiz. But um, I got Steven. Oh, we love Steven. And the one for Steven says, Steven is a lovable and extroverted, uh, is the lovable and extroverted protagonist of the show. He's very sociable and manages to see the best in everyone around him. Steven inherited healing powers from his mother. This goes very in-depth. Uh, and uses them to protect the ones he loves. His eagerness to prove himself to the other gems illustrates his high levels of motivation and need for approval. <laughs> While he can get extremely stressed, he is often very cheerful and enthusiastic. This website also, we're, we're doing a play buzz quiz. Um, I think this one is by, let me see the artist. The uh, person that created is, says there is uh, created by Artemis. The, the arrow person. Um, but yeah, I really like the show. It's really good. And while the, the, we'll get into the actual fun facts too. And I don't know if you guys will, I don't know how much of these you guys will have known. <laughs> Cause this is from a comic book. Com the, what is this website? CBR. Um, comic book resources. Thank you. Yeah. I knew a, a new comic book, but I forgot what the big, art was doing for. Big help, and uh, <laughs> we're fans because just super. Uh, big, big help. That website is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but there's like, yeah, number eighteen. The gems are all non-binary women, just like Rebecca Sugar. Um, in an NPR, in an NPR interview, Rebecca. Uh, clarified that the gyms are non-binary women um so like they don't see themselves as women but are like have physical traits of women so at least in the interview it was like yeah they're they're fine uh, being seen as women but they're non-binary um other fun facts lars and sadie came before the actual crystal gems Oh, wow. So, like the characters of Lars and Sadie. They're like two side characters that work at a uh, donut shop near the Crystal Gems hideout, our like house. Um, this one will interest Cordell. Uh, I'm Cordell. Because it's about Lapis. Yeah. It's about a. So, Proto Lapis, a, the, the original character idea for Lapis. Uh, was from this art magazine that Sugar, like Rebecca Sugar, made, uh, where Lapis dated Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> or at least a character very similar <laughs> named Rad Rover. Oh my goodness. Wild. He looks like Sonic. It's very funny. Did you know? That the real Steven Universe, the the character of Steven Universe, is based off of Rebecca Sugar's younger brother. Yes, I did. I knew that yeah. one. That's very cute. That. that is um, very cute. He also works on the show. Um, he's a background artist for for I, I I didn't double check this. At least for Steven Universe, I'm not sure about Steven Universe. Steven Universe Future, which that's also a great show. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Huh. Um, I got my answer. You got your answer? Okay, perfect. Yeah. 
I'm still working on mine because some of these are a little bit more complicated, a little bit more hard to yeah. think about for me. But yeah, yeah. I've I've seen a good bit of Steven Universe future, but I personally just kind of quit being invested a little bit. I think that's fair, especially because it came out a good bit after regular Steven Universe, I think, right? It did, but I actually, like, because I got HBO Max a summer, two summers ago, and just watched through. But I I got through Steven Universe, and I was kind of in the midst of future. And yeah, life got a little crazy, but I also just, I felt like the narrative was wrapped up. And yet they just kind of, and there there was a good narrative they were telling with future, but I personally was like, the story's over. Why are we, why are we doing this? But I also know that that's probably just the Steven in me. <laughs> are you Steven too? Yeah, I got Steven. Oh, okay. We're Steve. We're Stevens. We're Stevens. I, I am almost done. Okay. I really liked Steven Universe Future because there's a lot of like, it kind of involves a lot more like adult things. Like he's actually becoming a young adult. Um, yeah. And there's this whole episode where like, cause he's, he like started a school for like all, all of the gems because they're aliens and don't understand how to live on on earth um so he's like helping them out and like i think it might be the season finale one of one of the episodes he's like getting all stressed out he is very anxious and very stressed out about the whole uh, about the whole thing and like he's basically all of the gems keep turning into him to play steven tag which was like an old yeah. game where the the gems have the ability to like transform their physical forms, so it would mm-hmm. be whenever you got tagged, you had to turn into Steven. Um, so whenever they would turn into Steven during this game, they turn into kid Steven, and he's like an adult, like he looks old older now. Um, and there's just this, it's very like this poignant moment of he's like, this is I see I understand this is how you guys see me. But I'm not a kid anymore. Like, this isn't who I am anymore. And it's, it's like this, it, it's, it gets into, in my mind, a lot like deeper stuff, deeper emotional topics than the original. But the original still gets into like a lot of very terrifying things. <laughs> like, he almost gets con- oh. consumed by turning into a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch, actually, I finished Future. I just forgot okay, I okay. finished it because I'm dumb. No. Yeah, that's why I kind of fell off because it stopped existing. Yeah, yeah, because you finished it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just kind of got done watching it. Well, duh. Well, yeah. So idiot. I am not very well caught up on Steven Universe uh, to the point where I watched a few episodes as they came on on Cartoon Network as they were coming out. That's it. Um, oh wow! But I You'd do love have. It. I probably would. I probably do need to watch it, but I'm so deep in so many other shows right now that taking on another one sounds like a daunting task. Um, But I do have my result. All right. We can change the name of the podcast to Three Stevens now. (laughs) Um, We Three Stevens of... We three Stevens of not a word we use to describe the eastern part of the world are. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I think it makes sense that we're all three, Steven. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. too. Yeah, I, w- I, like, I, like, went in thinking, like, I know one of the, uh, Chris, I have to look up the names of the crystal gems, because there's one that every time I watched the shows, I was like, that's oh, why do I relate so much? Was it Amethyst? Amethyst? Was it Amethyst? Was it Amethyst? Is Was it, it Amethyst? It's kind of Amethyst, yeah. I have to yeah. look at the pictures. Is Amethyst the, the shorter one that is yeah. very violent? Yep. Yeah, Amethyst. yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, I very much relate to Amethyst. Yeah. Amethyst and Pearl. Like if I had Pearl's anxiety with Amethyst and <laughs> yes. everything else. Wow. That, yeah. That's a very good description. Yeah, because listeners, if you want to know me about as, uh, about me as a person and are a fan of Steven Universe, well, here you go. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I think now that I'm done being an idiot and I remember that I actually did finish this series, I applaud it because it is it is a show that was never scared of taking on adult concepts. And giving them to children in a way that is palatable and that helps them digest with it and grow with it, you know? Yeah. It's and that's yeah, that's why I liked it. It's really good. I I might like future more, but I'm not sure because I haven't seen both of them in too long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard when they're about such different things. Like Yeah. And they're both deep in different ways. (laughs) Steven Universe gets into some wildly dark concepts for children and then ends and the plot is resolved, but Steven's emotional journey isn't, which I think is why they did the movie and then did Future, was it gave Steven a chance to like confront the problems he still had left over after it all. Yeah. Like, just a, a quick rundown, spoiler alert. So, it turns out, so the, the gem world that all of the gems come from is ruled by the three diamonds. It's white diamond, or four diamonds, yeah. White diamond, pink diamond, blue diamond, and yellow diamond. Um, turns out, Steven's mother is pink diamond. And which, be, which means that Steven is pink diamond. Which means Steven, because, like, it's, it's all this weird shit because, like, they don't, uh, they're aliens, they don't have wombs, so, like, to give birth to Steven, Rose Quartz, his mother, had to, like, become him, like, had to, like, she didn't just give birth to him, she, like, basically gave him her essence? Yeah, she, she kind of, like, re-sculpted her energy projection into a flesh and blood person with gem, with a gem that was her. Yeah. It's complicated and it's, beautiful. Yeah, because like he <laughs> he has this dad who is like, what's what's his name? His last name is Universe. Greg, Greg Universe. Greg? Thank you. And he is a rock star or a wannabe rock star. Um, and you find out later in the series that he's only not a rock star because his old band fucked him over real bad. But yeah. oh, and also he fell in love with Rose and was like, okay, so it it is it, cute. Um, but. I don't know where I was going with that. I guess just this good show. One of the characters is literally a gay couple, like Garnet. So the the gems have the, this thing called fusions where they basically are like, 
they always show it as like a dance, but it's like, mm-hmm. you have to be really close. You have to have this like bonding with a person and you can become something stronger. Fusion ha, you know, Dragon Ball Z shit, except more with love and like friendship. And Garnet is this character you see throughout the entire thing is it's very quiet for very stoic, very like only says stuff when, when they need to, um, and it turned to come to find out Garn has been a fusion the entire time of these two gems, Ruby and Sapphire that are just so in love and so connected. They never want to be apart. So they're just always mm. this fusion of Garnet and it is so weird. Cute. Yeah. It's and I mean, that's, that's like the whole, the whole, analogy metaphor of fusion is that it is it is meant to represent the intimacy of a relationship yeah because like whenever you're really in sync it's almost like you can act as one distinct unit and there are times when ruby and sapphire disagree so garnet dissolves back into the two of them because they cannot maintain their unity and there even there are fusions that have happened forcefully in the show yeah which gets into talking about like sexual abuse and emotional abuse and even rape like it the show talks about all these very deep concepts of like this is a very personal thing for whoever is willing to partake in this unity but then there are people who are forced into fusions it's really really awesome and the the kid that grew up watching power rangers who's still deep inside me loved seeing the new fusions it was almost like seeing a new zord or megazord you know it's it's so cool um also, kind of going into that of just the relationship stuff, I don't know how accurate this is because random website, but random websites say that all of the characters, at least the main crystal gems, are supposed to be different. Um, they treat relationships differently. So, like, Steven is codependent, Amethyst yeah. is counter dependent, uh, Pearl is like just dependent, just straight yeah. dependent. And then Garnet is inter interdependent. Um, they're all just like these different dependencies yeah. on stuff. I think I think Amethyst could just be called independent. True. Possibly, true. yeah. Though- <laughs> she she likes being around them, but she's she's always gonna do her own thing. And that yeah. gets her into trouble too. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why the website said counter dependent instead of just <laughs> independent but But i love doing that where you like think of a word but you're thinking of the opposite of the word and you forget that the opposite of that word is already a word so you invent a new word yeah yeah like non-dependent yeah instead of like great sometimes i will only be able to think of the word deplorable and so i will say (laughs) anti-deplorable i love that though (laughs) this art is so unugly i can't stand it this the art like, is so the bottom one unpretty. No, we're just talking about just oh, yeah, right. oh, bad choices yeah, of words. Yeah, yeah. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Um, the two, two, one funny thing, and then one serious thing. That's cool, and then we can move on. But we'll start with the cool, cool thing. Um, I guess it's not that cool. I think it's so. Cool. The song "Stronger Than You." That's like a very popular song in the show. It's um, it's like there's this villain. I think at the end of season one, Jasper yeah. comes to Earth, who's this like 
just a warrior, very specifically a warrior gem, um, and is like fucking shit up. And so Garnet has this fight. Um, well, also Jasper is like, <laughs> Jasper is like, in, at least in this episode, embodiment of like homophobia and like all yeah. of these things because fusions. They nasty. think that fusions are disgusting. Fusions are like are terrible. Should never exist. So Garnet's having this fight with Jasper, a fusion versus a non-fusion, a person who hates fusions. And there's just this really good song. Um, I'm, and I'm stronger than you. Like, it's just very, very catchy. Apparently that entire like fight and that song was based on, um, or was like a interpretation of a encounter, Rebecca sugar and, I think now husband, I don't know if they were husband where well, they were married at the time, but, um, Ian Jones court court corte corti. Uh, but they were apparently in 2009 attacked by a group of skinheads. Yay. Oh. Cause they're an interracial couple. So, oh. um, Garnet is kind of like the Sapphire and per, uh, Sapphire and Ruby. That's also supposed to just be an allusion to interracial couples. Because in the gems, they're not supposed to mix at all like that. Like, rubies have their purpose. Sapphires have their purpose. Um, So it's just this really cool, like, hey, I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. (laughs) And it's like, I guess it is cool. Because it's them, it's Rebecca and her husband being like, fuck those skinheads. We're stronger than you. Yeah. Um, But then the funny thing, you guys know Uncle Grandpa? (laughs) I'm aware of Uncle Grandpa. I'm aware of Uncle Grandpa, but there's this yeah, there's this wacky crazy show, very um if you like if you are very into hundred gex, you would probably like Uncle Grandpa. It's kind of sensory overload. But they have like a crossover episode and don't know how one hundred percent on purpose this was, but before it was released, before it was found out that Rose Quartz was Pink Diamond, um, Uncle Grandpa, that collab happens, and Uncle Grandpa's like, make sure to like watch your, wash your gem twice a year. Fun fact, Rose Quartz doesn't need to be washed. Diamonds Pink do. Pink Diamond do. Oh, <laughs> that's good. So Grandpa, that's Uncle Grandpa good. just knew. <laughs> That's good That's stuff. Wild. But it's That's it's so cool. It's just a great show. Um, it's very gay, which is why I wanted to bring it up this month, and I said I was going to talk about it anyway. Um, it, yeah. so I yeah, if you haven't given it a chance, hopefully I gave you just enough information that you're interested. But yeah, it's it's very neat. It was one of those shows I was aware of for a long time but didn't know if I'd really enjoy it. And then I just, I got started and it's just, they're like 15 minute episodes. Yeah. And, and it is, it is just delightful and precious and cute all while talking about really deep concepts and building this world as it goes. And it's just, it's just a great time to be honest. It's real good. Um, this, I forgot. This is also important. I forgot to say this. Uh, according to again, website, um the uh th- it was also the first show 
at least on Cartoon Network, first cartoon um, that was fully headed and created by a woman. Yeah, I've seen that too. And that's just oh, also that. dope. That's really cool. Yeah. It, I think last thing I feel is, because I thought about it while you were talking, Cordell, is just like, it, I feel like it's also a lot of kids' first experience with non-binary characters. Like yeah. characters that look a certain way, but don't don't identify behave. with that, yeah. or don't don't benefit benefit, don't behave. behave. <laughs> I don't know why I said benefit. They don't behave like stereotypical stuff, and that's just yeah, that's very cool. That is cool. Yeah. Speaking of firsts and non-binary. I'm sending a link right now. My topic is something Cordell is going to be very excited about. We're talking about secret layer pride across the multiverse. Oh, hell yes. This is a dope secret layer. It's a dope secret layer. For those of you who don't know, uh, Cordell and I and Sammy, we all three play Magic the Gathering. Um, They're bigger MTG nerds than I, I will say. I've gotten way too deep in this. Cordell is deeper than I am, and I'm I'm pretty deep in some points. Um, but the, every once in a while, Wizards of the Coast will announce that they are releasing this thing called the Secret Layer, which is a collection of cards that uh, are done with really cool new art. They get new artists to come in and do it. Um, and this year, uh, 2022 for pride and in celebration of pride, they released pride across the multiverse, which is, uh, cards from magic's history, um, redone in a way to show LGBTQ characters or just LGBTQ concepts in general, um, which is very cool. Uh, it did spark a lot of, uh, controversy on Twitter specifically over one card um which was a card called bearscape mm, okay um yeah. but which is incredible but yeah i just wanted um just to like i'm just gonna kind of like talk through the cards a little bit specifically uh the reason i said specifically first and non-binary is there's a card included that is called triumphant reckoning that the art in the secret layer displays a planeswalker who is a character in magic named Nico Aris, who is actually the first human non-binary person in magic's history. Yeah. 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 There have been other non-binary entities, but it's hard to call Ashiok, who is a demon with no head that (laughs) feasts on nightmares. Good night on binary representation, unless that's your thing. And if that's your uh, you thing, have, go for it. You have not met some of the people I've met. Then. <laughs> well, I've, that was no, a joke. That's why I'm saying that was some a people big will joke. definitely relate to that. But yeah, so Nico Harris being the first non-binary couple, we have um, the one card represents shows a gay marriage between uh, Ral Zarek and Dak Faden. No, not Dak Faden, no, Ral Zarek, no. and I can't remember his there's, partner's there's name. There's just some Ravnica character that Ral is with, but I yeah. don't remember his name. It's yeah, not Dak, though. It's not Dak. Dak is not even on Ravnica, if I'm remembering Dak's right. dead. Dak's dead. Is it Tomic Verona? It is. It's Tomic, yeah. It's Tomic, yeah. So it shows Ral and Tomic getting married. 
Uh, I Googled that. See- I didn't know that off the top. I just have to say that. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was like, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Uh, don't be impressed. Yeah, the, it was Google. These are, these are just cool, very good cards. Some of these are cards that were demanding reprints. Uh, some of these were cards that nobody expected a reprint of. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up these really cool, really good cards that I'm very proud of. I'm very happy that Magic did. I really like uh, Alesha. How, how do you pronounce it? Alesha. 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 Okay. Alesha who smiles Is at it death. Elsha? I've always pronounced it Alesha, but. What, whatever. But she is the first trans character. Um, yeah. And yes. in, in the Pride, they have a, in the Pride collection, words, Pride secret layer, rather, they have like uh, her being like an elder. Uh, I use they. I saw a video use use the words a trans elder, um, which I really like, and that's kind of the goal for me. Like a el- uh, a trans person who is an elder to other trans people and like can help them. Yeah, and it's really it's really important for that representation because there are just a lot of trans people who die young for a variety of reasons Uh, one of those being that like the suicide rate among the trans community is wildly high um because people don't want to accept them Um, it's frustrating Um, and like yeah oh the the art is just fantastic because it's alesha who is a trans woman yes right yes yes Yes, trans yes Reaching out and picking up a youth who visually looks like they're wearing a binder. It's it's really cool. Yeah, the the artist went in and confirmed, yeah, it is a trans woman helping a trans man up in battle. And the the flavor text on the card says our history is one hand reaching out to another. Yes, which is a quote from the story. Um, that she that it confirmed she was trans years and years ago. Wow, it, that is a quote from the story that announced that uh, Alesha was trans, which is just that's so cool, amazing and good. Um, and it's also you see Alesha right, like pulling someone up, which gets into her mechanical side, which is yeah. bringing cards back from the graveyard. It's it's such a good little thing, and I absolutely love it. Um, the card that sparked controversy, Bearscape. They literally just found a card called Bearscape that can generate bear tokens and put a bunch of big old gay dudes on there. Yeah, they're and like hanging I out in a hot it. spring, just and then there's relaxing just a, 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 an actual bear in the background. Yeah, yeah. And the flavor and says they built a refuge with their bear hands. Now Cordell. Yeah. Do you know which other card sparked sparked controversy, but amongst the lore nerds? Mm. My guess would be Um Okay, I have three three ideas and I'm gonna walk through the reasons why I think it might be them yeah. before getting going. Mm-hmm. The first heartbeat of spring shows uh, two planeswalkers, Sahili and Watley, uh, Watley on a walk with Watley's dinosaur, and they're hugging and being real sweet. I don't know if they're canonically together, but I think they might be. 
The other two, there's Collective Voyage, which shows Chandra and Nyssa looking just like they're on a pride float, having a good time. But that one was canonically nixed, which is why I'm thinking it might be that. Um, or Mana Confluence, which shows six people in robes looking like a rainbow. But I think people are frustrated at the lack of the five colors of mana being represented there. So I'm going to go with Mana Confluence. So Mana Confluence did spark, it was like frustration, but not controversy. Uh, okay. Heartbeat of Spring, they are canonically together, Watley and Sahili. It's Collective Voyage. Yep, um, yep. So here is the thing. Collective Voyage, the controversy was the fact that for a long time in lore, there was a will they, won't they between Chandra and Nyssa. Then out of nowhere, there was a random one line where Chandra just said she was straight and ended all the will they won't they tension so and it got a lot of fans mad it got a lot of fans mad the controversy is the fact that this is all this card is almost putting salt in the wound for some fans of why are you showing them on the same card on different ships yeah because these are ships floating through the sky yeah um and so a lot of fans were just like really you could have picked any other two planeswalkers that would have just been at a pride event and you picked the two that you and your story wrote together and then pulled apart in your story? Like, well, really? Let me, let me pitch a concept here. Which Here's also, my this theory. is a Nazi sympathizer, so like, whatever. Wait, what? a, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just say that. Oh, I will back it up. Okay, Back I it up. Back it up. Back it up. Okay. We're going to get Lori what, here. What, Sorry, okay, everybody. What is Nissa's home plane? Zendikar. Okay, what happened on Zendikar? The royal. The big thing. The, the royal, Eldrazi. The Eldrazi. When Nyssa had a chance to put the Eldrazi down, she didn't, and she let them go to Innistrad. She let them leave the plane and go devastate another plane with no involvement. Nyssa did not have the power to seal them there on her own. No, but she had the opportunity to get the Gatewatch back and to do it. She had the opportunity to be able to do it, and she didn't, and she let them go to Innistrad. Why? Because she has beef with Liliana. I'm just saying, if you're going to have this opinion, which fine, have it, you better have the same opinion with Soren and Nahiri. I do. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good. I do. They're good. all three bad characters. With they're, bad they're all jerks. Lines. Yeah, yeah they're all jerks. But my theory here is that what if this is Wizards of the Coast saying, yeah, we get it. That, that, that Chandra line was a goof. It was a mistake. Here is us putting them on different ships, hinting at the possibility that, oh, look, they're both celebrating pride. What if they come together? What if it's the beginning of them actually setting that right? It, it's a possibility. But they would need to introduce that in the story. And well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, that one sparked a lot of controversy. Uh, yeah, some people were kind of upset about the mana confluence. Like, but that's just kind of a fun thing. Like, they were at the end of the day, they were like, we get it. Whatever. Like, yeah, it's a rainbow. We get it. The soul ring is really neat because hidden in the art are a bunch of different references to various queer communities. Yes. All yeah, yeah, almost all of which it's are really over cool. my head. But I like it. 
Yeah, like all of the in the middle, it has a ring of eyes, and each ring, each eye brain. What is the what is the what is the iris? Each eye within the ring has a different pride flag. Yeah, but I was trying to think of yeah, iris. Um, so yeah, they're each the oh iris. There's also a hand holding four playing cards, and they're all four aces. Yeah. There's a trans flag and a gay flag, a, r- a rainbow flag on the top on either side. There's also the intersex symbol hidden in there. Um, there's, there's, a there's a lot it's of really, really cool pretty. stuff, including one of the things that I really like that's important is the uh, it's it's kind of hard to see. I'm trying to find it again because I lost it for a second. Stonewall equals 1969. I can't find it again, but somewhere in there, there's um, like images that kind of look like a leather jacket opening up, which like the leather community was a big part of the actual Stonewall riots, um, like mm. the gay leather community, which is just really cool. There's like really cool little touches like that. Um, now, now, those are gay people who like leather, not leather made from gay animals. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just, just to clarify, yeah. just to clarify, just, yeah, just, to clarify, just making just sure. To clarify. Yeah, no. What kind of sickos? You're you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, no more words from Cordy. <laughs> See you at the end of Pride Month. I'm out. <laughs> Come back. No. no. Anyway, but, no. Uh, I need yeah, to make this a- about me. <laughs> <laughs> We're straight Pride Month. Yeah, Tell me about that one, okay? I was about to say, you're telling me. I- you go. No, I was just I was just gonna make more grumbly sounds. Oh, uh, mine was just a joke about the straight pride flag, but there is a straight pride flag. So, and what is ugly. it? The American it's, flag? It's or really what? gross. I think it's just black and white, right? Let me double check. It's just black and gray and white. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you. It's it, yeah. It's very funny that there um there has been a lot of like really beautiful pride flags, and then when people were made. When people wanted to make a pride, a uh, straight pride flag, which is probably not something that needs to be made anyway, let's be honest. But um, I mean, there's, there's two straight pride flags actually. Yes, so. the one I saw is was um, prison garb. <laughs> it's just black and white. But um, the newer one is like blue and pink, right? And has like the symbols. Yeah, I'm about to send it. Also, while you're sending that interesting, interesting thing, I talking with one of my trans friends, trans, uh, trans man friends. Um, he was talking about how he was like, I originally didn't like the trans pride flag because it's very feminine. It's very trans femme. Uh, it's like, you know, pastels, it's like baby colors. Like it's, it's very for trans women and not for trans men. Uh, and I was like, that I hadn't thought about that at all. So thank you for saying that. But uh, apparently it has grown on him. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a brief look at the Magic the Gathering Pride Across the Multiverse Secret Layer, which you can still get as you're listening to this episode. You can get it all the way until the end of the month for Pride Month um, and a portion of the uh, sales go directly to, I believe, The Trevor Project. Yeah, I'm still on their website, and it is The Trevor Project, which is 
if you don't know, um, is like suicide prevention for LGBT youth. Um, also specifically a lot of trans youth, I believe. But I mean, yeah, it's they L- do tend to like focus on trans youth. Yeah, since like you were saying earlier, there is a staggering amount more like suicides and stuff with trans people, which really sucks. And if you want to know the price, it's $40 for non-foil and $50 for foil for eight cards. So, But they're really pretty cards. They are really pretty and pretty good reprints. So, yeah. And continuing this episode's tradition of topics that will alienate a good bit of viewers on accident. <laughs> here, here, here is, it's time. Everyone, do you see this key in my hand? What, Cordell? What are you unlocking? What? Why are we getting, why are we all going in there with you? Cordell, hey, did, you on, just, Cordell? did you just reach through the bars, lock it, and throw away the key? What? Why are That's we here? Right. That's right, everybody. Everyone knows there's nothing the gays love more than Nicolas Cage. So here we are, locked in the cage. Nicolas Gay Gage. Nicolas Gay Cage. Cage. Yeah, everyone knows the gays love him. So, well, let's just okay. Let's just tell it how it is. Everybody loves Nicolas Cage. Everybody loves Nicolas Cage. Gay, straight, asexual, aromantic, trans. Non cis. Everyone likes Nicolas Cage. At, like there is something captivating about Nicolas Cage, and seeing as he is beginning to go through something of a renaissance, I want to talk about him a little bit. That is completely fair. Saying the renaissance stuff, especially because he literally played himself in a movie recently, and I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've heard it's amazing. I haven't seen it yet either, which is why I feel a little bit ill-equipped but i want to talk about him now you know yo that's very fair i'm trying to remember the exact name of the title it's like it's like the, the unbearable weight of massive talent or i something. think that's exactly it let me double check that though, is but the I think name it, of the yeah. movie yes well there goes my flawless memory that's why the gays love me we do though that's true <laughs> um because but, of my flawless memory exactly <laughs> now because you're hot and a great person I just need to say, though, put the bunny in the basket. I just need to say, though, the bees, the no, bees, not the, the bees. bees. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to interrupt, but I just need to say. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> OK, but I'm also going to I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt that, but I'm also going to say. Ow, my head's on fire. Help. Sorry to interrupt that, but I'm also going to say, ow, my head's on fire again in the sequel. Help. <laughs> Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. And now I'm going to interrupt myself by saying, I'm pretty sure I had sex with a vampire and now I'm going to be a vampire. <laughs> so what made you want to talk about, like, other than how everyone loves Nicolas Cage? So why I want to talk about his last few movies. So let's look at let's look at him since about 2017 with mom and dad. 
Okay. Okay. I'm pulling up a list of movies. Yeah, I was there's a, the there's a Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia is just what I'm using for his filmography. Okay. First of all, while you're looking him up, this man, I counted them all up, has been in 111 movies. That That's a lot of movies. I guess the question is, how many of those are good? But that's the thing. There's there's the classic running joke slash debate of is Nicolas Cage a good actor? And the answer, yeah. the best answer in the past I've been able to come up with is only if you write for Nicolas Cage. Yep, I would I would agree right? with that. Like yeah. if you are writing with his strengths in mind, he's a good actor. If you're not writing with his strengths in mind, he's not a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think I might actually disagree with that statement. Okay. 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 We're looking at mom and dad, then Mandy, and I'm basically going through movies from the last few years that have gotten at least a little bit of notoriety and recognition as, huh, he did a good job in that role. Because while we talk about him kind of falling off the radar a little bit, he clearly never stopped. This man has put out, and I'm looking, I cannot see a year that he has taken a break since 1985 is the last year I can see that a movie with him in it has not premiered. Y yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. So this man is prolific. He, he is amazing. <laughs> And so we look, we look at mom and dad, we look at Mandy, we look at Into the Spider-Verse, which is a little more unconventional, but he crushed it. Then you start to look at Color Out of Space. Love it. And really quick, love it. Really quick, yeah. though, we have to go back because you skipped one that's actually really good. Oh, Teen Titans Go. Titans go to the Teen movies. Titans Go. He is, hilarious as, he is hilarious as Superman in that. He is Superman. He's Superman in a movie. First of all, he was supposed to be in Flyby, which I thank God that movie doesn't exist. A Tim Burton Superman movie, I don't think would have been good. Let but me it would have been. That. It's the thing we needed. Photos, you know, the production photos <laughs> that have leaked showing Nicolas Cage as Superman is some of the best and worst things ever. It's received. the funniest thing, but if it was real, I would be upset. <laughs> Yeah. See, because like you just have to think about that movie in the same vein of Batman and Robin. Like those yeah. that that those three movies or however many the Tim Burton movies, they're fun, but that's the most you can say about them. I'm sorry for interrupting though. I had to bring up Teen no, Titans. No, go to the good. movies. Go to the polls. <laughs> Teen Titans, <laughs> go to the polls. So Teen Titans go to the pole. But you said Color Out of Space. And Color Out of is, Space is a wild film. I think it 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 might be one of my favorite Eldritch horror movies I've seen in a while. It's very good, in my opinion. And then you get from there, and then it kind of 2021, he has back-to-backs with prison with uh Willy's Wonderland and Pig. And like both of those are very well-reviewed movies in very different capacities. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I have only heard people make fun of those movies. <laughs> Specifically Nick Cage's parts in it, uh, especially because in Willy's Wonderland, 
He doesn't say a single line. That's incredible. The entire movie, they like got him. He was like, I don't know if he, the, the, the mythos, mythos goes that he was like, I'll be in it, but I don't want to speak. <laughs> and he's like, not, like, he's supposed to be the main character, but he's not. Yeah. But yeah. people still overall have a great time with the movie, which, you know, a movie yeah. that is essentially five nights at Freddy's is meant to be fun. Yeah. And not good. Yeah. But then that same year, Pig comes out, and that movie is very, very well praised and received overall. Like, people think his performance is excellent yeah. from the reviews I've read. I, I don't know anything about that. I will say. Yeah. And a lot of this is me, too, just going off of my impressions and what I've read about him, too. Mm -hmm. I am very soon going to lock myself in the cage and I'm going to watch a lot of Nicolas Cage movies. We should have uh, one of our stream stream nights. We could have a movie night and we could watch some Nicolas Cage and meme on it. Yeah. Or just like MST have a good time. Nicolas Cage. Exactly. Exactsby's. Exactsby's. I still think he's not a, a very good actor. But that is where his style comes in. Okay. Is what I think we haven't been taking into account. Okay. Because if you read people's commentaries on his style, I think this, this is one of the most flowery, but also like really good summaries i've seen of him and his performance types the guardian at one point wrote about him in cage's hands cartoonish moments are imbued with real emotion and real emotions become cartoons he is erratic and unpredictable he is captivating and he is capricious he is a performer he is a troubadour he is a jazz musician hi do you disagree? No. Here's my thing. Hmm. I think Nicolas Cage is an incredible actor. There we go. Okay. Because part of being an actor, and part of being an actor in Hollywood specifically, it's different for stage and different for different elements of film, is you want people to talk about you enough that they keep hiring you. That's true. He's really good and at that. And Nicolas Cage is very good about making sure people are talking about him and that he keeps getting work. I mean, like what else said earlier, like we pointed out, there hasn't been a movie since the 90s that he has, like there hasn't been a year where he has not released a movie. That takes a lot of work. And he is working. I... I think my hang up with Nicolas Cage and me saying he is an incredible actor. I think he's a good actor, but every every character I've seen him in, I don't see the character. I see Nicolas Cage. Interesting. I don't think there has been any other than like maybe Spider other than his like voice roles, a lot of times I don't, I'm just like, maybe even with Spider-Verse a little bit, it was like, okay, that's Nick Cage. That's not Spider, that's not noir. 
But like, yeah, that, that I see. W- Sorry, you go. I see what you're saying, but like, there are so many actors that I have that problem with that I just kind of like forget about it after a while. Yeah, that's like, fair. I can't see a movie with Tommy Lee Jones without being like, ah, oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, there is a point in notoriety where you just have to admire the skill and performance, but realize you're only ever going to see the actor. Even even yeah. Tom Holland, Nick Fury, like, that's the weird part about actors. The more we know <laughs> them, the less convincing they become in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Samuel L. Jackson has now made a career on being different shades of the same character. Yeah. <laughs> like, he did, like, he, he really did um, Pulp Fiction. And just kind of has ridden that character. Yeah. Of, I'm going to be the guy that swears. And I'm going to say motherfucker as much as I can. I'm going to say motherfucker yeah. so much. <laughs> so here is another wrinkle I want to add to our discussion. And I've been kind of layering these in as we go. Okay. Nicholas Cage went into an insane amount of debt around 2010. Yes. <laughs> yes. He owed the IRS $14 million and owed millions more to various creditors that he had. (laughs) So, he took every role that came his way. And that is, I think, when we went from Nicolas Cage, oh, the guy who did some weird 80s and 90s movies and is now the Ghost Rider and in National Treasure. Like, he was a fairly regular household name until Sorcerer's Apprentice happened and then after that he just started taking more and more and more and more and more and more and more to get himself out of debt okay now I need you to stop right there yeah (laughs) Sorcerer's Apprentice is not a bad movie I enjoy Disney dropped him after it Disney dropped him after Disney dropped him because Disney is a bunch of cowards you liked Jay Baruchel playing a sorcerer? Didn't say that. But it had that really good One Republic song. It did. That's it did the most iconic that one, part. It did have that one One Republic song. And they played it, they played it with lightning. Yeah. That was <laughs> I like it when they incorporate songs in movies, like in the Power Rangers movie, whenever they played Hand Clap by Fitz and the Tantrum, and there's a part where two of them high-fived in sync with the music. Are you talking Whoa. about Power Rangers 2017? Yeah, I love that movie. I love that movie. I haven't Thank seen you. I haven't seen it, but I think oh, I would Sammy, enjoy it. You- you gotta girl. I will I I someday I will bring that as one of my topics and you'll have to watch it. There Fuck, we go. Okay. So to carry <laughs> on this this cage analysis that I've gone on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're locked in the cage. We're locked in the cage still. He took somewhere in the ballpark of forty six movies to get out of debt. Damn. Yeah, because well, it's that fourteen was his... million, right? Is that what you said? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then that's that. That makes sense. But damn. that was that was whenever we started to view Nicolas Cage as a washed up crazy dude who will do anything, because in essence he was a washed up guy who had to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So we were right, but he even in interview says he never once phoned in one of those roles. That like whatever he had to take, he put his all in. 
but we didn't care about them because they were bad movies. And yeah. what I think the thing about Nicolas Cage is, and here's a new quote that I think sheds light on what we're seeing of him now. Okay. And it was in July 2021, he told Variety that the commercial constraints imposed on his performances were the main reason he abandoned Hollywood and opted to work for low-budget independent films. They gave Mm. him freedom to experiment and to be more fluid. Which I will posit is likely why we are seeing his renaissance. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Color Out of Space was very Mm -hmm. not Hollywood. It was very it was low budget. it wasn't Hollywood and it was very good. It's incredible. He, it was one of my COVID comfort movies. Fair. I really do want to watch that movie. I know spoilers about it because it's talked about a lot, but like Nicolas Cage found his home after a long, long time in more indie productions. Yeah. He is also best. I think I, I, I think your original statement, at least part of it, is true. When yeah, people, when he is written for, that is his best parts. So like out of space, he plays a character that slowly becomes crazier and crazier. That's just Nick Cage. If, when he gets to be crazy, you just go, that's 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 the part when Nicolas Cage is actually like crazy and acting strange and erratic. That's when I don't see Nick Cage, which is the interesting thing. Wild. I, I have kind of a, a two-part concept I want to put out there. I want to okay. see how we feel about it. One, could it not be said that any good role was written for the actor who played it? Yes and no. Right? Like, I think... I think it's a challenge, but my my thought process here is, for one, you either have good casting or bad casting, which means I write this character. If you don't get an actor who takes it on as if the role was written for them, the role will not be done well. Okay, yeah. So in a roundabout sense, that's right for every actor. Especially for Nick Cage. (laughs) Yeah. The second the second idea out there though, if my brain still has it. Mm Mm-hmm. The second idea I want to put out there, what if Hollywood's forcing people into specific boxes for characters was the real problem with his career whenever he because he tr- it was whenever he started doing more and more blockbusters that we started eventually laughing at him. What if it's because yeah, Hollywood I, was forcing a well-known name into a very generic character where Nicolas Cage could not thrive? I agree, and it's because I'm tired of Hollywood calling me trying to play the sexy bad boy cop. That's true. Caleb, I'm you're, so you're not a bad boy it. cop. I'm not a bad boy. I'm a very good boy cop. I'm not even a cop. Yeah, have a, Caleb play the sexy boy detective who is of age, and I think we've got something. Please, I can play 18. I can play 18. <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. You so, let Zephron play 18, like, multiple times. So, with all of that in mind, with me just vomiting the cage juice all over y'all, 
I'm extending my stretchy arms because I can do that. I'm grabbing the key. Cordell's Mr. Fantastic. I almost said incredible. but, But a nicer dude. And I am opening the cage. You may leave. Okay. Finally, someone let me out of my cage. Time for you is nothing because you're counting fine. no age. Well, you oh. should. You should. Yeah. Sammy went in the the Mister Brightside direction. Well, here is what I'm gonna say, guys. I'm gonna say Cordell. Yeah. What did we learn today? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, I think because we talked about the crystal gems. And how gay they were. We. We talked about Pride Across the Multiverse. And how gay that is. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Nicolas Cage. And how queer he is. <laughs> so. I think the, the lesson we learned here today. Is that. There are so many beautiful art things that can happen. If you trust artists to have their process and don't try to force them into commercialized cookie cutter shapes. So what you're saying is capitalism was the villain all along. Yeah, yeah, this is my Scooby-Doo <laughs> unmasking moment where well, we capitalism. Pull, but it's like a it's a two for one where we we pull the mask off the crazy the monster and it's Hollywood. And then we pull the mask off of that and it's capitalism. Capitalism. Oh. True. And then we pull the mask oh. off of that again, and it's me. <gasps> and then we pull the mask off again, and it's a void. Yeah, and then we all get sucked into the black hole. Because capitalism is a black hole that slowly sucks you in and kills you. And then we pull the mask off the nothingness after we've been spaghettified. it's Jim Carrey. It's Jim Carrey. You pull the mask off and it's Jim Carrey the whole time. And reality. And it was a different yeah. guy in the sequel and it sucks. Yep. And reality <laughs> has always just been Jim Carrey on Jim Carrey's back all the way down. And then you pull the mask off of Jim Carrey and it's Reverend Horton Heat. Thank you so much for our theme song. <laughs> If you want to follow me, on Twitter, you can find me at awkward from 1997. I don't tweet a lot these days. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Mother Moth, but the O's are X's. I I rarely tweet too. I retweet things. And I'm <laughs> at Cordelicious. Most of my tweeting is just retweeting giveaways for magic cards because I like not paying for stuff. But that's true. I will say, if you start following me, I will begin broadcasting my thoughts more. True. Same. The the amount you follow is directly uh, equal to the amount I will say stuff. Yep. If you want to watch me on my path through every Nicolas Cage movie ever, what Ooh. is this my journey in life? Is this your what? Uh, yep. Yep. Is this my white whale? We'll if you dead. want to hear more of me and Cordell, you can listen to our podcast, Just Super, coming out every Tuesday. If you want to listen to more of all three of us, you can listen to Nat Wonderful, our podcast, coming out every Wednesday. We are currently about halfway through season two, to my understanding. I'm not the GM, so I don't know. Season two. And as we say every week, hey, Cordell, I actually, I got you, I got you a little present for your bathroom. Oh, for it's my a, bat? It's a bidet. A bidet. Do I get? Do I get a present? Yeah, I got wow, you a slightly can... nicer bidet because I know you like bidets. Oh, 
hey, 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 guest in our junk house, would you like to use my bidet over Caleb's? No! It's a psychobilly freak out! <laughs>